Well, the state's pension debt, $140 billion plus. New report from Moody's saying it could be $317 billion. At the State House, uh, some measures moving out of a Senate committee. Joining us right now to talk about some of that here on the WMAY Morning News Feed Live, I'm Greg Bishop. State Senator Robert Martwick. Senator, thanks for taking time with us here at 722 on WMAY. How are you doing up there? I'm doing well, Greg. Thanks for having me on. Good to hear. Um, so you guys had a pension hearing yesterday, uh, some some movement on some bills, uh, and uh, I, I do want to review some of that, but just to get your reaction to that Moody's report that came out, uh, what does that exactly mean for, uh, the, uh, for the taxpayers and for the pension funds when we're talking about numbers as big as $300 billion unfunded liability? Yeah, uh, well, Moody's has a very different way of calculating the unfunded liability than do most. So it's it's a different it's a different math that they apply to it. Um, so you know, historically, our, our pension funds have have returned somewhere around eight or north of eight percent per year on an average basis over the course of the last thirty years. Moody predicts out forward using a very conservative, and I don't know if this is correct, but I think it's like two and a half percent. So. Um, it's a way of looking at our, our pension liabilities uh, using a map that they've developed uh, that shows it in a different light. But it, it, it didn't jump overnight from 140 to 317. It's just, a, again, a different way of looking at it. But it is, it is important. It shows that, um, you know, we're still on this, this pension repayment ramp, this debt repayment ramp that we've been on since 1995. And the way it was structured was it was structured to underfund until it, intersects a certain point and then overfund the system. So it's doing exactly what it's designed. It's it's paying into the debt, but it's not paying as much as, as we need to. Um, but it ramps up every year. So we have increased pension payments every year. We stay on it. So, and, and according to the math that was put in, by 2045, we'll reach a 90% funded level. And then there won't be these issues. The only question is, is can we do that? Yeah, can we can we get there? Uh, right? right, because we see every year uh, more and more of the tax dollar goes to pensions. Uh, depending on yeah. which number you're looking at, it could be a quarter of every tax dollar the state brings in uh, is going to pensions. Uh, but uh, that's going to crowd out other services. How do we, in the years leading up to where we can get to that full funding from the uh, uh, the pension ramp, uh, how do we balance everything with social services that are needed, with uh, you know keeping headcount? for state government services and, and so on, uh, while also maintaining, uh, well, I don't know if you can characterize it as healthy, but uh, ensuring that we try to make sure that we have a healthy pension system. Yeah, exactly. Good question. And, and so the answer is uh, going forward, and I'll, I'll go backwards. Uh, I'll start with the healthy pension system. So with the reforms that we did 11 years ago um, in creating a new pension system, that's the system is, is largely self-funding. So this problem will not exacerbate going on in the future. The question is, is how do we pay down the debt that we owe to the old system, the debt that was created through a number of reasons, right? Um, uh, but but the bottom line is, is we owe this chunk of money to this old pension system. And <clears throat> how do we pay that back responsibly? And I think that's the that's a great question that you ask because I think that in Illinois, if you, if you ask me, you know, people talk about what's the problems in Illinois. Well, high taxes, high property taxes, pension debt. For me, the question is very, very simple, and it, both parties suffer from it, and that's short-term thinking, right? Everyone is so focused on short-term gratification. Did we pass a budget? Can we go home and, and take the summer off? 
You know, as long as we balance for the present budget, we're done. But the reality is, is that Illinois' big problems come on this 25-year trajectory between now and 2025. And the question is, as that uh, that that burden rises, how do we make ends meet? And that, that really is the tough one, because the bottom line is, by all accounts, <clears throat> it's going to be very, very difficult to do that without, um, you know, it, usually people say without big tax increases or big cuts. I don't know that it's possible to do it if we just keep doing what we're doing uh, without both. And that's that's a scenario that nobody likes. So, you know, they're we have to everything has to be on the table uh everything has to be on the table as we look to solve that long-term structural financial problem you know it's not just the state uh that that's uh, that's hit with these issues it's municipalities all across the state as well uh and even uh the chicago mm-hmm. teachers pension uh mm-hmm. also uh we're talking with state senator robert martwick here on the wmay morning news feed uh so what's being done to i guess address some of those things in that short term i know it might not be the most prudent thing to only think short term but you know let's let's face the reality um that's what a lot of people look at but in that short term what can be done to shore up costs where possible or uh, bring uh, you know future benefits in line with with the private sector, or uh, you know I always hear this as well in this conversation, Senator. Why not just move all new hires into a four hundred one k now? Well, that's um, that's something a lot of people talk about. The reality of it is is that a four hundred one k and Social Security would be dramatically more expensive to the taxpayers than the tier two pension system that was created eleven years ago. Okay, so I mean, substantially, it would be a huge burden on our present budget and any burden on any budget is going to make it. Remember, don't think in terms of the pension system. Think of in terms of, of what we owe our current employees for their pensions in the future and what we owe the debt. Right. But but any increased cost is just going to take money out of what we have to be able to pay back the debt. So. Um, you know, the, the, the 401k, the argument for that one, then there are a lot of good uh, arguments for a 401k style. In fact, um, I'm not opposed to it. I, I think that there is a lot of good for it. These days, employees don't take a job and say, I'm staying here for 30 years and not leaving. You know, the newer generation likes to work five years at the job and move on. And, and this gives them uh, the ability to take their retirement savings that they've accumulated with them and, and gain interest. So there's there's a, a portability uh, 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 complement that is really good with with a 401k style investment that would be really good. And and a few years ago, we did look at a sort of a hybrid model with a smaller pension system and a greater investment into what we call this um defined contribution or a 401k style system. And, and I, I, you know, I, I'm not opposed to that as, as part of the solutions because I think it does modernize it, but make no mistake, it would be more expensive to the state in the present, which means whatever you spend more on, you're going to have less money to pay back your debt or fund education, which, you know, lowers property taxes. So, so there's, there's a give and take on both sides, but it is not a panacea for people who think it would be cheaper. It's more expensive. Senator, we could talk for hours uh, about this, but unfortunately, uh, our time in the mornings is very short. So I appreciate you taking time with us, and we'll connect again soon, all right? I look forward to it. Thanks, Greg. Anytime.